Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, a podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How are you doing today, Jeff? Fantastic. So, <clears throat> we, as a society, Jeff, I've been thinking about this lately, there have been a lot of reports that have come out recently talking about sequels. Well, everybody likes a sequel. They do. And especially because there aren't a lot of movies going on this past year that were like hits, or it's hard to like gauge when something is a hit. So when something gets a lot of attention, now every film that's become sort of popular is now getting a sequel. They they just announced, I think uh, at the today uh, that we're recording this, they announced uh, Cruella two is going to be happening. Um, there was pictures from Shazam two that showed up on on social media. A Quiet Place just got okayed for a third movie uh, on the you know success of the sequel that. It just came out. They uh, announced that one really quietly. Yeah, super quietly. They whispered it. There's a Willy Wonka prequel. Knives Out just got picked up for a two and a three for Netflix. So we are in a we're in a sequel cycle, Jeff. Sequel cycle. And with so many sequels being made, you have to think that a few of those are going to be really terrible because sequels have like a reputation for not being as good as the original a lot of the times. I agree. It is a very common thing that a sequel will be the killer of a franchise, because for some reason, people just don't do them right. There's a lot of sequels out there that were just absolutely terrible. How about Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Yeah, absolutely. The franchise killers. How about Boondock Saints <laughs> Part 2? How about the Star Wars prequels? <laughs> How about the Star Wars 1, 2, and 3? Yeah. We could go on and on, Corey. Well, Corey, since it's our show, I think what we should do today for everybody out there is go through a couple of different types of scenarios with sequels. Since this is a sequel show. It's all about sequels. It's all about sequels. I think what we should do is go through some sequels that were almost made but never did. Mm -hmm. We should go through some sequels that we think should be made. And we should go through some sequels that maybe would be made if we were those producers that have just a lot of money and want to make a really dumb sequel we're getting a big head now with all of the the mashups that we've done where we think that we we can rule hollywood and yeah. so we'll pitch you guys some really terrible sequels to start it off let's go over our really yeah like let's start ones, with the good and then work the our way towards the absolute terrible. we'll do the good the bad and the ugly so <laughs> let's start off right now with all the sequels that we think should have been made that just never were that ones that those sequels that really get under your skin and go why the fuck did they not make this sequel Right, like any kid that is from our generation, Jeff. That is the, the Zennial sort of generation. Millennial Zennial generation. Wonder why the fuck they didn't make another Goonies movie. The Goonies was one of the best movies to come out of the 80s. It is still a movie that holds up. And I believe that we need to know what happened to One Eyed Willie when the ship went to sea. Right? Not even that, though. Like, it's primed for a franchise, right? It's a group of kids that go on adventures. It's basically like Indiana Jones for kids, right? Yeah. They could have turned that into a global phenomenon franchise 
they weren't thinking of movies necessarily in that in that realm, but they could have made a mint off of three or four of these movies, plus the merchandise, plus the you know uh, tie-ins to Happy Meals and all that kind of shit. Because what, like, who wouldn't have gone to see just movie after movie, adventure after adventure of the Goonies? Seriously, they could have gotten into different adventures, yeah, kind of different, gone to different things. It would have been like National Treasure, but for Goonies. Yeah, but for for kids wrapped in a movie that didn't feel like only a kids movie. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a real misstep. They should have they should have done that with Goonies, and you know, who knows? Maybe they'll reboot Goonies, uh, really destroy it that way, uh, and then turn that into a really shitty franchise. <laughs> the other good sequel we could do is a sequel to Point Break. Oh yeah. I mean, they did it with Fast and the Furious. They exactly. should have done it with Point Break. As everybody knows who listens to this podcast, Fast and the Furious completely ripped off Point Break. <laughs> if anything, that has shown us is how to make a sequel from the plot of Point Break. Because what is there? there we're doing out nine nine sequels now. I I think they're yeah. I think they're on on nine. <laughs> that's so really, okay. first of all, that's fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> so see, if we have the sequel to Point Break, all we gotta do is is add the Rock. Right? To the movies, and it's going to be great. The Rock surfing, great. We we could have had Patrick Swayze flexing out of a cast a decade earlier than The Rock did it in that Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Um, Keanu Reeves is still around. We can still have him. I'd rather him be in a Point Break sequel than have him be in a Bill and Ted sequel. Frankly, I so, mean, we're a little torn there because I really loved the uh, <laughs> the new Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> yeah, but you liked the Bill and Ted's before. I did. I wasn't the biggest fan of Bill. But and that's Ted's, a movie but... that already got sequels. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm. Bogus Journey was shit, man. But I'm satisfied by the fact that it had sequels. There were continuations of those journeys, right? Like we never got that with Point Break, and that is a travesty. Exactly. So um, the next movie, Corey. What else do you think should should have been a real sequel? Well, see, there was a, a sequel that was like this infamously talked about sequel for the longest time that we never got, and it's from a beloved franchise from the '80s uh, again. That. <clears throat> you know, really could have turned into a masterful trilogy, and that's Ghostbusters 3, Jeff. I would have loved that. A third Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd, for like years, kept talking about Ghostbusters 3 is happening. Dan Aykroyd's on board. Or not, not Dan Aykroyd. Bill Murray's on board. He's, he's, he's good to go. And it was all lies. And Dan Aykroyd is, is a fucking liar who lies because <laughs> it never happened. And eventually, it just turned into the reboot, which was not as well received. But it would have been great. I mean, there is a like prequel, that, or no, no, no. It is it is a sequel that they're doing. Yeah, they that's are still based doing off one, of yeah. it. That that has the the Finn kid from Stranger Things, right? I think that was probably supposed to come out last year, but then <laughs> you know, movies movies didn't happen last year, <laughs> or they did in a very different capacity. All right, the uh, the next one that we were talking about that would be a great movie that always irks me now this is for this is very niche so if you're into this movie you would totally understand this and that's the the to finish the trilogy of the boondock saints movies uh troy <laughs> duffy what an ass he's the <laughs> he's what the, an ass make him make another movie troy duffy you're an asshole <laughs> he's a he's the writer director producer whatever of the boondock saints he made a second one to appease everybody it was fucking terrible and they need to finish this trilogy. They left the second one on a cliffhanger. So, but what is he doing? Nothing. He doesn't make movies now, right? Like he's just like, nah, it's not my thing. <laughs> I don't know what he does. If you drop a cult classic, and then people are foaming at the mouth to have more, and you're just like, ah, that's not my thing anymore. <laughs> I don't know what he does now. 
but I, I he originally he was for a while he was talking about doing like a like a series like doing uh-huh. something up on like selling it to Netflix. I would accept that. Yeah, he's not. Gonna, I don't think he's gonna do it. No, probably not. He's been. He just. I think he makes money all his money off of selling the merch. <laughs> and the, seriously, the royalties off of Boondock Saints. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah. If you if you're not ambitious. I can respect that. Like, you know, if you're just like, no, nah, I made my nest egg and I'm good with it. If you go out and watch the the documentary of Boondock Saints, you hate Troy Duffy because <laughs> it, it he does not seem very nice in that. But it does it does seem like a franchise that needs to like round out a trilogy, right? It would be a good franchise to have a trilogy. Absolutely. I mean, they gave John Wick a trilogy. <laughs> Maybe he could sell the rights to make somebody else do Boondock Saints 3. I would accept that too. Take the George Lucas method. Yeah. You know, let somebody else helm it. You come up with this sort of like story by and then let other people make it. And then you still make back end money off of it. Absolutely. Then you don't have to do shit because you don't want to do shit. But the, you know, you're still, you know, adding to the sort of uh, thing that you created. Yep. Well, I'm not going to be holding my breath for any of those Boondock Saints sequels. But now, Corey and I are going to move on to the next portion of our show, which is going to be bad sequels that were never made. These are sequels that were either rumored to be made or were leaked on the internet, but thank God they were never made. And we're going to start with Jurassic Park. So, Corey, tell us a little bit about this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Jurassic Park 4, I believe. So, this is... They, they've made Jurassic Park, they made Jurassic Park The Lost World, and then they made the third one, right? Which I don't even remember what the fuck that, that movie was called. But then they were going to make a fourth Jurassic Park. <clears throat> and in this particular movie, they were going to have dinosaur-human hybrids. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, they were going to splice humans and dinosaurs together, and it was going to be like the subplot was going to be that this this was going to be like the super soldier dinosaur soldiers which is actually a plot point that they saved for the Jurassic World movies interestingly enough so th- that actually got carried over uh as far as like the government subcontracting dinosaur uh dinosaurs for the military but in the original treatment for this terrible sequel idea was that they were going to do half like half human raptors and they were going to be able to fire semi-automatic rifles nice <laughs> Well, if you have half human raptors, you have to have semi-automatic rifles. Absolutely. It was just going to be an army of like dinosaur-headed. It was going to be like uh like the the foot soldiers in the Super Mario Brothers movie. I thought you were going to say like in uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> or Starship Troopers, yeah. Well, that's a terrible idea. And I'm glad it didn't get made. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's a really bad idea. I think they all would have felt like uh like gladiators. Gladiators, huh? Good segue. Corey, do you think that uh, the movie Gladiator would have been good to have a sequel? So, Gladiator... (laughs) You like my segue there? Yeah, I like your segue. Gladiator is probably one of the most infamous sequel uh, missteps, right? Or the the, the sequel that didn't get made. There was an actual uh, script that was leaked online like four or five years ago, right? In which the story revolved around the same character that Russell Crowe plays, Maximus, who dies at the end of 
Gladiator. It starts off with him in the underworld or the afterlife and the Hades or whatever the gods of the afterlife decide to send him back and in turn turn him into a immortal. And supposedly it, it had to do with like, was it Roman mythology and some of their stories about, uh, you know, reincarnation or, you know, coming back from the dead, like the sort of Lazarus pit of Roman mythology or whatever. And so he comes back and he's now an immortal. He's basically, this movie is X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> without the, <coughs> without, without, the, the claws, yeah. without the claws and the animantium. But you know, Russell Crowe would come back from the afterlife. He'd become an immortal and he would live forever and he would eventually fight in like, he would be the super soldier that f- fights in every war and then eventually... Uh, you know, gets hired by the Pentagon for whatever reason. Like, I'm not sure why he goes from Rome to fighting for allies, not against Italy, to then working as a uh, U.S. government it's an contractor. American movie. Yeah, exactly. But it's a bonkers idea, and it's an idea that Russell Crowe was kind of excited about <laughs> because he's Russell Crowe. But like, Gladiator is such not that movie. If they would have made that sequel, it would have been like heads would have spun. Off of necks in movie theaters. You know, if they would just made that movie as a standalone movie, people could almost see it. They'd be like, oh, okay, we see this. With it's like it's a mortal guy. He lives through life as an immortal. Sure. You know what I mean? You could see that, and like they could see how their his life kind of keeps going through time. Um, you could see how that was something that people could understand. Yeah, he would have been like Gladiator meets Forrest Gump. Exactly. You know, just going through time, and he pops up in, in a lot of different places and affecting the history of exactly. things. Exactly. Just that like Forrest Gump did. But don't call it Gladiator, right? No. Speaking of Forrest Gump. Oh, there was almost a sequel to Forrest Gump, Jeff. Yes. There was almost a, for- a sequel to Forrest Gump. Now, he was affecting time because he got older, because they already had the time where he was going through, you know, the quote-unquote wonder years. Mm-hmm. He was going through, like, the late 50s, 60s, 70s. He was affecting eras of of uh, civil unrest, he was it was affecting the eras of the the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. He was talking to to JFK. He was playing ping pong. He was he was <laughs> he was running. Making, he was running. He was making shrimp. Yeah. He was doing all kinds of stuff. But then you get to an era of the eighties. So the only place for them to go is is in the is in the zennial and millennial generation of of seeing like the the news generation where you have the Menendez, the OJ trials, the. <laughs> Clinton, uh, the the years when you move on, and that's not as nostalgic. So, Corey, what were what was their script so about? There was actually a second book that was written uh, that the original, like there was Forrest Gump book, and then they made a second. The writer wrote a second book for Forrest Gump, and in it, he goes through, like you said, the our, our sort of millennials, millennial generation of the eighties and nineties, you know, and then he he was like responsible for the Berlin wall f- falling, <laughs> but it would have been like him accidentally doing something that then caused the Berlin wall to, to come cra- crashing down. Right. Did he meet David Hasselhoff? <laughs> and then he would have sang on stage with David Hasselhoff or, you know, I'm sure they would have spliced him in next to David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff. <laughs> and the scorpions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was going to be him, you mentioned the O.J. Simpson trial. Like it was going to be him, uh, you know, trying to return the bloody glove that O.J. dropped because he was passing along the neighborhood or whatever. And I, I believe there was even a proposed 
uh, scene in in that version where he is somehow in the Bronco on the chase. I'm not sure how that would have worked. Like why Forrest Gump would have been in the Bronco, but that that was part of the the proposal uh, as well. Now when they were sort of bantering this in, in pre-production and going through the sort of like, you, you know, the trying to get treatments done for the script and, and all that kind of stuff. It was around, you know, Y2K, you know, and then they're getting closer and closer to solidifying this. Tom Hanks is back on board. Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, they're, they're all, you know, on, on board with this. And then September 11th happens and they all kind of, you know, get together and they're like, maybe we don't do this movie because times have changed like there was a before and after just like right now we're living through a before and after time of like before pandemic after pandemic there was definitely and you know anybody who's younger who doesn't who didn't live through 9-11 there was a before 9-11 and an after 9-11 everything changed afterwards and part of that change was that we don't get a Forrest Gump sequel and honestly probably for the better because this Forrest Gump sequel sounds like it would have been very cringy speaking of cringiness (laughs) The next one that we talk about on our list that thankfully did not get made is one that I believe would have killed the nostalgic resurgence that we have with the movie Beetlejuice. Oh, uh, Beetlejuice is one of the best uh, movies from my childhood, and Michael Keaton is pretty much just a cinematic treasure. They almost took this movie, made a sequel to it, and set it just like the Brady Bunch in Hawaii. So apparently... The Dietz family would go to Hawaii and they would open a resort. That resort would be on an old burial ground. So like he's trying, but it's Hawaii. <laughs> he wanted to make Poltergeist as a comedy. Uh, yeah, Lydia would ask for Beetlejuice's help in getting her parents to leave the island, basically. It's the first movie, but um, in Hawaii. And Beetlejuice would have surfed. They would have and put Beetlejuice on. Do- on a surfboard in probably a like Did he jump a dirty, shark? He may, he may have jumped a shark, yeah. In a dirty Hawaiian shirt surfing uh, would have been god-awful. The only saving grace of this film would be if they shot it like one of those old 60s beach blanket bingo type. Like if it had that That's feel. That's not a saving grace. No, no, way. no, 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 no. Like if, if they would have captured that That's what I'm thinking type. they were going to do. And that's why I thought it was going to be terrible. Because there, there is a movie that does that well, and it's called Psycho Beach Party, where they it's I've a parody it. of all those beach blanket bingo things, but it's with a serial killer. <laughs> and it works. There's a macabre squashed with the, the sort of beach life, you know, high-waisted bikinis and, and, you know. But the reason why this wouldn't work with that is because it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice <laughs> is already comedy. Yes, I know. So it, it would have been an absolute garbage fire. So those those are sequels that almost got made, and thankfully they didn't. But I, I think uh, I think we can do better than that, Jeff. Yeah, Corey, I think we can too. I think we can make sequels that will kill a franchise better than anybody. Yeah, I think if anybody's going to to pitch a terrible movie idea, switch the envelope is is your place. You know, we've we've just spent the last two weeks or two episodes, you know, telling you uh, pretty awesome mashup ideas that really should never be made (laughs) i think some of those should be made man those were definitely pineapple and pepperoni yeah pineapple and no pineapple and pepperoni (laughs) most of those movies 
So I think we we can ruin some franchises, Jeff. Okay, we'll make, we'll we'll do that right now. Let's okay, Corey. Pro- let's propose some sequels that'll ruin some franchises. Give me your first pitch, Corey. Your first pitch of a of a of a franchise killing sequel. All right. E.T. Two. Gotcha. Right. E.T. returns to Earth, Jeff, and he's trying to get in contact with Elliot. But Elliot, whose ego has grown from the fact that he was able to pull one over on the government has now become a social media influencer and is ghosting <laughs> E.T. The tagline for this movie, Jeff. E.T. 2. New phone. Who's dis? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that E.T. is slipping it in his DMs. He's sliding he's right not, into his DMs. And he's not responding at all. Elliot's like, ugh, this guy. I don't know. It's somebody that I used to hang out when I was a kid. He's like, E.T., go the fuck home. Yeah, exactly. E.T., go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, please go home. <laughs> and then Drew Barrymore is around there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but I'm pretty sure that that would kill that franchise. <laughs> all I, the all the heartwarming, heart light. <laughs> you know, no, nobody's nobody's writing a, a a song about that movie. Is it Neil Diamond? <laughs> Turn on your hot light. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. I've got one for you, Corey, that's right. going to both start and kill a franchise <laughs> all in one swoop. Okay. This is the sequel to Purple Rain. <laughs> the sequel to Purple Rain. It's going to create the franchise and kill it. Yeah. A m- movie that was not great and does not need a sequel. But, but I would take does. it to the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack will be fucking killer. Okay. It's going to be done by the weekend, all right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Has okay. To be. Since, unfortunately, we don't have Prince to make this movie anymore. R.I.P. We will... De- <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. Yeah. We will have Donald Glover, Mr. Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. Childish Gambino himself will all be right. doing the music and the acting. So, the weekend and Childish Gambino are doing the music for this. Absolutely. Okay. Or, wait, Donald Glover or Bruno Mars. I'm not sure which one. <sighs> you know what? Let's go Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. And then Mars. this will be the son of Prince and Apollonia <laughs> from from that movie and then what they're going to be doing is they're going to be he's going to be back in the club going against the time for the top spot at that club. Yeah. And is there a motorcycle involved? There's definitely a motorcycle okay. involved. Okay. Although in these ones it's going to be just like a Honda, like a Honda one, it's not going to be like a big like It's an electric yeah, it's motorcycle. Yeah, like, like an electric motorcycle. <laughs> With lots of cool lights and stuff on it. Exactly. <laughs> Let's call it Hurricane Nikki. Hurricane Nikki, yes. Cloud Nikki. <laughs> I don't know that we made a bad sequel there, though. <laughs> I think we may have made a great sequel. No, come on. I don't know. I think we may have just given somebody the idea to reboot Purple Rain with fucking Bruno Mars, and that would be amazing. It's like LeBron remaking Space Jam. If that turns out to be great, throw Bruno Mars in a Purple Rain remake, and it'll be amazing. I- I'm still thinking Donald Glover, because Donald Glover has much more... Uh, acting experience. Yeah, but Bruno Mars is tiny and charismatic and has got all that sex appeal, just like Prince. That's true. That's true. I still think the music should be done by The weekend. Sure, sure. It, I mean, yeah. it's The weekend, but then Bruno Mars sings on it. I don't know. I think Bruno Mars is better than The weekend, but I don't know. It just, it just, with The weekend feels much more Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. All right, next one. All right, they, uh, they just announced uh, another Creed sequel as well, Jeff. 
Oh, did they? But I'm thinking deep into this franchise. Rocky went way deep into a franchise where there's like six movies. Uh, there is, well, yeah, it depends on which, I think there's seven with him, including the Creed ones. Uh, he's no, no, in, Creed starts a new, a new franchise. But Rocky is still in them. It's connected, but it's a spinoff. Okay, so there's, right? si- there's Rocky Five, then there's, there's Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. and then I think there's Creed. Okay, so there's six, so Rocky, there's films, six so, Rocky films. But Rocky went deep into a franchise, right? I'm thinking they're trying to do the same thing with Creed, right? But like, what what do we do with the new era of what boxing has become, right? How do we con- keep continuing this? So I'm thinking Creed Eight, right? It's got to be deep in the series, right? Creed Eight, where Creed has been retired for quite some time, right? You got to have the redemption story, right? Exactly Come, comes out of retirement, just like what was it, uh, Rocky Five, and then when he like comes out of retirement, or yeah, that's that- when he. That's when he's forced out of retirement by a Don King-style promoter to fight his protege. Yes. And okay. he fights in a street fight. So to update that to to now, right, Creed has to come out of retirement in order to cash in a paycheck because maybe he's spent all of his money. Who knows? Maybe he's hard on his luck. And he needs a, he needs a big paycheck. And so he agrees to fight a obnoxious and overconfident YouTube star. <laughs> nothing like nothing like what's going on today. Plucked right out of the headlines, Jeff. It's like a Law and Order episode, yeah. ripped from the headlines. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Creed has to fight so this is like, one of the Paul brothers. <laughs> here's the new James Bond movie that's going to kill the franchise. Now, obviously, this is not happening, but. Anybody who is familiar with actual James Bond movies knows the machismo a part of this this series the 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 toxic masculinity toxic masculinity. So this is James Bond during his Me Too trial. <laughs> it's the woke James Bond. It's the woke James Bond, but not James Bond being woke. It's yes, this people is, realizing what a scumbag he is. Yeah, this is James Bond. <laughs> this is us going back in time to the. The Roger Moore and Sean Connery era, James Bond, and and he is fired. He is fired. You know, yeah. uh, Many Penny fires him because she's gone to HR and she's like, I can't take working with this asshole yeah. any longer. So James <coughs> Bond is canceled, and that's what this movie is called: James Bond canceled. canceled. <laughs> <coughs> A very fitting title for an end of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> We have only two left, starting with Die Hard. Now, we know Die Hard has made a fuckload of films. Is there five of those? <clears throat> I don't even know. One of them had Timothy Oliphant playing a fucking villain. I think Kevin Smith's in one. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith is in one. Yeah. I think it's the same uh, one that... Just, does... Justin Long and Kevin Smith are Timothy in Timothy Oliphant yeah. is in the same one yeah. that Kevin Smith is in. Die Another Day? No, I think it's Die Harder or Die Wetter or Die... Die Hardest. Fuller or Die Fatter yeah. or something. I don't mm. know. So, but we believe that the way to kill this franchise... I mean, it's pretty dead. That last film. (laughs) Mm. He... When he he, landed a plane on the freeway, that was just like, what the fuck? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But we think that you can can squeeze one more movie out of this franchise. And we're going to go the route of the horror films. And we're going to go Die Hard, John McClane in space. (laughs) Yes. Now, in this one... In this one, John McClane somehow accidentally, this is kind of what happened in Space Camp, 
but he somehow <laughs> accidentally gets put onto a spaceship barefoot. <laughs> barefoot it's barefoot in space and gets caught in the in the in the ducks in the manifolds yeah, yeah yeah and he goes up to space and then before he knows it he's on the space station but not before he realizes that there are terrorists on the space station <laughs> and he has to take care of them because he's john fucking mclean yeah see the astronauts that he went up with half of them are actually terrorists and they are trying to blow up the international space station but that's just a ruse because they're really trying to get into the vault that exists exactly. on the International because Space Station. Because <laughs> Earth going has, space is all money. now, because this is in the future a little bit, <clears throat> sure. and Earth is now all using Bitcoin. Yeah. So the only actual gold, quote unquote, is, in is up in ISS, space because yeah. that's where they found the biggest natural, natural reserve is now in space. Yep. So the son of Gruber, the guy he <laughs> killed in the very first film, is now trying to rob Jan them. Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the and the nephew of the guy he killed in the third film, yeah, is this kid. Franz, yeah, Jan and Franz Gruber. <laughs> They're also twins. Die Hard, John McClane in space. By the way, I'm fucking loving this idea. Yeah, we can't <laughs> we can't continue to make films that we want to see, Jeff. These are supposed to be terrible sequels. <laughs> I think this would be terrible, but I'm saying, oh, but it I would think be god awful. But fucking, I would watch it. <laughs> but on a, on a on a Saturday afternoon when you're sitting on the couch, this is a great movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for our last film, Corey, why don't you take us out? All right, for the, for our last sequel, we wanted it to go into a franchise that deals with law enforcement. And there's no better law enforcement buddy cop film than Rush Hour, Jeff. Oh, I love Rush Hour movies. Now, that statement is false. There are plenty of other great buddy cop franchises, but Rush Hour specifically. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. <laughs> but we wanted to to explore cop dramas or cop action films without any of the action i think that would totally kill like how do you ruin a jackie chan movie don't let him do karate (laughs) or show everybody what actual police work is like a lot of writing papers yeah a lot of get get real into the nitty-gritty this is rush hour traffic court (laughs) they're gonna actually have to sit in rush hour (laughs) majority of the movie is them sitting in rush hour as chp officers Oh, so it's like chips. Yeah, kind of. Uh, again, without the action. And the majority of the quote-unquote action is them just pulling people over for like lane change violations or like speeding in or like, you know, driving in the carpool lane with only one person, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> uh, excessively, you know, going too slow in on, on the freeway in the fast lane, you know, stuff like that. Can you imagine going into a movie expecting rush hour like oh, yeah. the normal ones? And then you, and you literally just get only rush get, hour. you literally only get like people being pulled over for traffic violations yeah, it's just the 405 <laughs> on a thursday yeah and oh the, the, the entire time you're building up like there's a b story that's going on where you think high speed chase is going to happen that's that's what this movie is going to be nope they uh they end up writing a bunch of tickets and then in the second act they go back to the to the precinct back to the station and they write up all the paperwork that that corresponds with all the tickets that they wrote up it's basically the cop version of Nomadland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing really happens. You know, there's some good cinematography, but like it just is life, Jeff. Oh, I hate that. And then the third act, again, when you think something's building, they have to go to court. They're talking about they have to go to court. They get back in their patrol car. They write another ticket. And then they go to court <laughs> where the the entire third act is them in traffic court where they are having to 
in real time. Yeah, they're yeah, it's all one shot. It's a one shot where they have to defend them themselves against somebody who's disputing a traffic ticket from like three years ago. Yeah, because if they don't show up, that person automatically wins their case. Rush hour four, traffic court. <laughs> we just ruined right. a franchise. <laughs> All right, well, those are our movie sequels. I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we wouldn't have. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we do hope that next time you want to share a sequel with us, send it to us on our Twitter or our Instagram. And uh, you can text us, but we're not going to give out our number. But um, <laughs> Start texting random numbers. Yeah. You may. You may hit one of us. <laughs> But we have a lot of fun talking about movies, a lot of fun making up sequels we wish we could see. If you want to be joining in on that conversation, please communicate with us on social media. That's at Switch Envelope on Twitter and at Switch the Envelope on Instagram. Of course, you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Go there, like, and subscribe, or go there to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And then, uh, you know, rate and review us. But most importantly, tell a friend. Have them join the community. Become a Switch. Switches? Switch? Become a Switch? That's in. That's Switchster? Weird. Switch. Come on, Switches. Switching. Make Switch. more Switches. <laughs> Make more Switches? I don't know. Find a Switch and then fuck. <laughs> it's hard to think with the, <laughs> the music playing me out like I'm at a overdrawn Oscars. Um, I think that's about it. I think, I think we hit all the points. I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we love you. Go see some movies. Go see some terrible sequels that are about to come out. And we'll see you later, Switches. See you later, Switches. Each episode of Switch the Envelope was written and produced by Jeff and Corey. Each episode mixed at Studio 85. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production. <laughs>